Hello everybody, how are you? I'm okay, I've just done a, um, a Zoom hangout thing with all of my family, um, which is lovely because I haven't seen them all for a while. My auntie Tracy was there, which is fantastic. She's in the middle of um, a festival thing. Um, it's an Oxford festival going on. So she's in the middle of that, which she's going to from obviously the confines of her um, sitting room, um, which is really good. Um, and so she's enjoying that. Um, I think she's got some sort of folksy gig this afternoon. Um, so she could fit us in. I think something was happening, some sort of um, some some sort of gig was happening at four o'clock, so she could squeeze us in. And then my aunt Joe and my uncle Gary were there. Um, and it was lovely to see them. They rescue um, greyhounds. Um, so it was great to see them. And my cousin Matthew has just become a policeman. Um, what a time to become a policeman. Um, so, you know, um, so he's a, definitely on the front line. Uh, yeah, so I've been, you know, obviously been a bit worried about him. And so it's, it was really lovely to see him. Um, and uh, my cousin Hannah, who is just bonkers. She's lovely. She's so lovely. She's bonkers. Saw my sister, who lives in Singapore. Um, so saw her fiance, who uh, Lee, who's a lovely bloke, um, who's stuck over here. Um, so that was lovely to see him. Saw my mum and dad. I saw my daughter, and then obviously my my own kids, who obviously are with me, and my other half is his birthday, which is the whole reason why we all got together. Um, so it was a bit of a strange get-together. Um, normally we'd all, you know, we'd all get together um, for a birthday. Um, but it's difficult in those times, isn't it? But those times when, when families celebrate and, yeah, this is like the first real celebration where we're not all together. But what can you do? What can you try and how can you try and make it as special as possible whilst um, following government procedures so it's difficult to do that so um, you know, I'd made a cake with the boys it's quite good cake I'm rubbish at cooking but it's, it's quite good cake it's quite nice I hadn't risen but it's quite you know it's a, a nice chocolate cake and a really nice icing. Um, I had to use the whole um, chocolate uh, provisions for the whole week to make the icing. Um, yeah. So I'm a bit in trouble for that, but I shall go out and get some more chocolate for him. But never mind. Never mind. 
yeah and you know so try to make try to make it a nice day but it is difficult isn't it and he got various presents he's got stuff for the garden and the new garden fork that kind of stuff he likes to be in the garden um so anyway uh, and i'm sure that you lot will um have various you know you might have birthdays and you'll have the same kind of um experience and you'll either be trying to make um your birthdays as good as possible or or you'll be making your family one of your family's birthdays as good as possibly possible so you'll have the same kind of experience it's tough but you know it's what we have to do so um today what are we looking at today we are looking at sonnet 21 so sonnet 21 we're kind of moving away from the commission poets uh, poems um, and we can kind of see that as we read through them you'll see what i mean so here we go here's the here's the sonnet so is it not with me as with that muse stirred by a painted beauty to his verse who heaven itself for ornament doth use and every fair with his is fair doth rehearse making a couplet of proud compare with sun and moon and earth and sea with rich gems with April's firstborn flowers and all things rare that heaven's air in this huge wonder hems oh let me true in love but truly right and then believe me my love is as fair as any mother's child though not as bright as those candles fixed in heaven's air let them say more like that of hearsay well i will not praise that purpose not to sell okay so let's go through this so is it not with me as with that muse stirred by a painted beauty to his verse so i am not like that other poet who writes about a woman who's pretty because she wears a lots of makeup who heaven for itself for ornament doth use in his verses he compares her to heaven itself and every fair with his fair doth rehearse and um, in his verses he compares her to heaven itself and to every other beautiful thing making up couplement of proud compare with sun and moon with earth and seas rich gems the sun then the moon the rich gems of earth and sea 
with April's firstborn flowers. With the firstborn flowers of April. And all things rare that heaven's air in this huge rondure hems. rare of heaven's air um, and all of the rest of the precious things on the face of the earth oh let me true in love but truly right I love that oh let me true in love but truly right oh since I am in love I just want to write the truth and then believe me my love is as fair as any mother's child's and when I do believe me my love is as fair as any mother's child my love believe me and when I do believe me my lover is as beautiful as any human being though not so bright as these gold candles fixed in heaven's air maybe not as bright as the stars though my lover is as beautiful as any human being though maybe not as bright as as the stars so now we've moved from we've moved from before previously when in the sonnets Shakespeare had had been saying how the beauty was unearthly and celestial well actually here he's saying it's not as he's the beauty is not as bright as the stars there is some sort of there is some kind of limit to the beauty of his love Let them say more that like of hearsay well. Whoever actually says, likes those love poem cliches, can say more. So if you like those type of cliched poems, those kind of um, over-the-top poems, that's fine. But I will not praise that purpose not to sell. I'm not trying to sell anything, so I won't waste time with praise. So this is a a real indication that his poem, this sonnet, is not actually being commissioned. This poem is actually just a poem for poems, for a poem's sake. So I'm not trying to sell anything, so I won't waste time with praise. He's actually just writing about how lovely this person is and how in love he is. Um, He 
you know, he's, my lover is as beautiful as any other human being. But he's not going to waste time with overpraise. Oh, let me true in love, but truly right. Believe me, my love is as fair as any mother child. So, it, it appears It also appears, like from the last sign, I will not praise that purpose not to sell. That, you know, he doesn't want to sell. He doesn't want to... He wants to keep hold of whoever... He... This person is. So, and why exaggerates how wonderful the person this person is so why go about bragging in exaggerated terms about how beautiful someone is when you want to keep them for yourself and it appears that perhaps Shakespeare has feelings for the fair youth true feelings for the fair youth and is now free of the financial chains which can be seen in the earlier commissioned sonnets and he can now speak his mind and there's no need to praise the youth inordinately and so he can describe him as he is and there's no need now for him to talk about him having to have a baby or wanting for him to wed a woman. He's not doing that anymore. He's just talking about his affection for the fair youth. Um, And his actual fair appraisement of the youth not an overblown appraisement of the youth okay so that is sonnet 21 now that's sonnet 21 of Shakespeare I wanted to go on a different tangent I'm going to look at sonnet 21 of another poet now sonnet 21 of a poet called um, Elizabeth Elizabeth Barrett Browning now Elizabeth Barrett Browning um, was the first of 12 children born to Edward and Mary um, in 1806 she was born in County Durham in England Her father was a very possessive and demanding man, and she, he controlled, rigidly controlled their lives. Um, 
and although she never received any formal education, uh, because why would she, she's a woman, uh, she did love to read, and by the age of eight, uh, she had learned to read Homer in the original Greek, and had begun to write, uh, read, write poetry In 1819, her father had actually printed 50 copies of her classic, The Battle of Marathon, Okay, which she, she had written. Um, Elizabeth's uh, youthful happiness did not last. Um, in 1821, she suffered from a, uh, a nervous disorder that caused headaches weakness and fainting spells Um, and she fell with a saddle on top of her which damaged her spine and uh, when she was 20 her mother became fatally ill her father also lost all of his wealth Um, uh, hang on a second yeah no. Okay. Sorry. Right. Um, 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 in 1938, Barrett um, and her illness, uh, Barrett's illness got worse and she relocated to a seaside resort for her health and her favourite brother, Edward stayed with her. Two years later, Edward drowned after a disagreement with Elizabeth. Um, she's not doing very well um, with her friends, is she? Um, so, um, however, um, she did. Um, begin a love affair with um, a guy called, uh, a poet called Robert Browning. Um, And she was six years his senior. Um, And because Elizabeth's father had forbidden any of his children to marry, they were secretly married on the 12th of September in 1846. And in anger and frustration, her father refused to ever see his daughter again. Um, nice. Um, so she wrote a, um, quite a, load, a, a lot of um, poems and sonnets, um, which are very famous. Um, and we'll talk about a couple of those. Um, and in, on June the 29th, 1861, she died quietly in her husband's arms with a smile on her face. So, with the sonnets that we're going to talk of is from um, her sonnets from the Portuguese. Um, and it's a progress out of despair into hope. And finally, joy can be traced in her letters from to Browning in her sonnets from the Portuguese. From the Portuguese written during their courtship, which is what old people used to do, um, expressing her love from for him. Um, and the world-famous romance line 
How do I love thee? Let me count the ways comes straight from these sonnets. I'm sure you will have heard that line. How do do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Um, People often mistakenly think that that is from Shakespeare. So, sonnet 29 um, is from um, is from uh, that we're going to be discussing um, is from Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Okay, so say over again and yet once again over again that thou dost love me though the word repeated should seem a cuckoo song as thou dost treat it remember never to the hill or plain valley and wood without her cuckoo strain comes the fresh spring in all her green completed beloved I amid the darkness greeted by a doubtful spirit voice in that doubt's pain cry speak once more thou lovest who can fear too many stars thou each in heaven shall roll too many flowers though each shall crown the year Say thou dost love me, love me, love me, toil. The silver iterance, only minding dear, to love me also in silence with thy soul. So, in Sonnet 21 by Elizabeth Barrett Browning, she is talking about wanting love in words as well as in silence she talks about say it over again and once again that thou just loved me and talk about it all the time she's asking him to say it over and over and over again um she wants him to to repeat it how much she loves her um and then she talks again also she expresses her need to be told how much she is loved she's obviously quite um, needy I think but she obviously feels the need to be told several times that she's loved and at the end of the poem she describes how she also wants his love to be shown in silence so it's also in actions that she wants to um, see his love and say that does love me love me love me toll the silver iterance only minding the minding dear to love me also in silence 
with thy soul. And so that is, it's total love, isn't it? Total and utter love. Um, so it's a, that's a total sort of adoration. It's quite different to the, um, the other um, sonnet, whereas this one is, is sort of a total adoration. Of a, of a human being. This one is, is kind of demanding that I want to be adored, I want to be totally adored, I want you to tell me that you love me all the time. Um, and I want to, not only do I want to, you to tell me that you love me all the time, I want you to actually go around showing me how much you love me. I would find this completely suffocating if somebody treated me like this I don't know about you but maybe that's just me but I would find this completely suffocating if someone said I love you and I love you now and I love you now and I love you now and then just um, turned up with flowers and then chocolates and then you know did this all the time I would just think I would probably just think what have you done wrong? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I, that's probably because um, my other half doesn't buy flowers. Is that a terrible thing to say? We just don't. He doesn't. Um, I do love flowers. And I tend to buy them for myself. Um, but I, I... Yeah, I just... I would just, I think that total over the top would just be so over. I, 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 I wouldn't want to be over, over the top suffocated. I don't know. You can let me know how you feel about it. To have somebody keep telling you, I love you, I love you, I love you, and following you around everywhere. I think you can show that you love somebody without having to be told that you love somebody all of the time. Um, what do you think? Right. Okay, guys. Um, so, tomorrow is Sunday. We are back to school on Monday. Um, so, get your pens ready. Make sure you have your school clothes because um, you'll need to be in uniform at your computers I'm joking please don't do that I am joking um, and um, yeah so make sure that you do get to your computers on Monday and um, yeah speak to me soon we are missing you you can get in touch with me on karen.vanderhoven at turnerschools.com. Stay safe, take care, stay gorgeous. Bye.